swear I heard a bugle. It is a bugle. Hey, I think we're in the army. Hey, welcome back to Drain the Swamp. I'm Zach. I'm Maxie. Um, it was really tough choosing a line to open on the episode with because all the good ones had some sort of music in the background. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and having it fade in with the music I already have that I already stole from the show. is That's going to be a problem one day. I'm going to get a letter in the mail from uh, Alan Alda. You're going to get a letter from... Um... <laughs> You're going to get a letter in the mail from the U.S. Draft Agency, or whatever, saying, yeah, you need to report to Korea. I hear it's nice there. They have better internet than us. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't with fucking Comcast, am I right? I mean, like, I saw an ad in the uh, on the train a few months ago that says we might be getting, like, fiber expanded into our area i feel like they've been saying that shit for years you remember when google had that initiative like yeah we're gonna yeah, bring fiber chicago optics. chicago wasn't on the list it was kansas city and like austin or something and like probably san francisco and then that was it yeah but didn't they end up just like tearing up a bunch of roads and not installing shit properly i feel like that ended it, in tears it was it was an abandoned project like google is wont to do Remember Stadia? Remember, uh... Oh, what was that, like, social network they had? Oh, uh, Google Plus. Okay, I thought it was Google Plus, but I was like, no, that can't be right. Remember Google Wave? I remember hearing people joke about Google Wave. I remember hearing people unironically excited for Google Wave when it was, like, announced. Imagine, uh... Hear me out. Imagine an instant messaging service. I love those. Where it's... you can edit your messages. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. That'll never catch on. And what if you can make a Word document that you or any of your friends can edit? And you can see them editing in real time. Wait, 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 wait. Google Docs was a Google Wave thing? That's how it was, like, introduced. Was was, like... Oh, check out, you, you can invite all your friends to your Google Wave board and, huh. like, edit the text in real time. And in 2008, that was really exciting. Was Buzz a Google project? Yes. Google Buzz is also something. All of these, a lot of these things, you had to, like, get invite. It was invite only. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you knew not any of the cool people on the message boards, because those people would not be bothered to care about whatever the new google thing is that they're going to cancel in eight months but if you knew any of the less cool people on the message boards they could hook you up with a google wave invite we should not get so distracted by talking about a uh capitalist endeavor that ultimately ends in kind of like a sad whimper and leaves Half the country frustrated and the other half just kind of baffled. Yeah, we should talk about the Korean War. Exactly. Um, we should just go back to telegrams. 
fuck that. I'd have to put, like, stop after every sentence. I feel like people nowadays would get it if you didn't. Yeah, but then I'm being inconvenient for them. I was gonna say that's all communication on the internet, but... Anyway, uh, so... Got anything else? No, let's talk about uh, Season 1, Episode 8. Season 1, Episode 8, Cowboy. Uh, Let's see. In this episode, Trapper John still hasn't fucked. Mm -hmm. Ho-John still hasn't left. (laughs) Shockingly, yes. Uh, And Henry takes a ride in the helicopter, and uh, nothing bad happens. Looks like something might, but it doesn't. So... We get a, we get a quick explanation of who the eponymous cowboy is pretty early. Yeah. Because uh, R- Radar hears uh, some helicopters coming in. He goes in to, like, greet them or, like, you know, be there when, when it lands. And then the guy comes out of the helicopter with uh, some sort of bullet wound on his chest and he just falls over. Yeah. he He's basically this chopper pilot for the 4077 who yeah. keeps... Getting in dangerous scrapes. So technically, this guy is in the opening of the show all the time. Oh. This guy's in every episode. You know, I never thought about that. That is more than half of the current cast can say. <laughs> um, speaking of the current cast, we finally get some Father Mulcahy. Because he's in like the next scene where they're working on uh, both Cowboy and also in... I mean, I guess you gotta name your Jewish bit character something, so Goldstein will do. In this case, I'm willing to be somewhat charitable, both because, whatever, it's the 70s, and two, you kind of need to be on the nose for this bit, which is that Father Mulcahy sees the name and then just doesn't skip a beat, he just rattles off uh, Jewish blessing. Yeah. And I I thought that was very charming. It it was really good. I I really like Father Mulcahy, because... I feel like this is a good like intro to his whole vibe, um, and he keeps up this kind of thing of being like at least uh, accommodating. Yeah, even though he's Catholic, Listen, nobody's perfect. If you're Irish, that means you were probably born into it, and if you're born into it, you can hang. It's the converts who are freaks. Uh, if I go into Catholicism, can I get one of those cool purple sashes? That Father Mulcahy has. I don't actually know what those sashes are. Like I, I was raised Catholic. I, I don't know fuck about half of the, like little rites. The dressing. And, like, yeah, robes of Catholicism. All of my actual knowledge of Catholicism, because I didn't pay any attention in Sunday school or mass, uh, is basically from Crusader Kings too. <laughs> I mean, that's still more than I know because. Uh... Uh, my mom was raised Irish Catholic and then had the good sense not to raise her children that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so really all the Catholicism I got was the one time that I slept over at a friend's house on a Saturday and didn't know what I was getting into on the Sunday. Um, so I definitely got everything wrong. I, any little social rites or faux pas I could have done at the church, I definitely did. I mean, listen, that also happened to me the first time I uh, attended synagogue, because uh, you end on something called Kiddush, which is similar to the Catholic communion, except the bread is good. Um, but I didn't realize that had ritual importance, so I was just like, oh shit, there's snacks and like grape juice? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> dig, time to dig in. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, they were very understanding. Um, 
that kid I went to church to stole my copy of Super Smash Brothers, so fuck him. Sounds like you needed to review the Ten Commandments. Just shaking your head at that, huh? So, uh, yeah, Cowboy is shooting the shit with Hawkeye, and it seeds the idea that he is expecting a letter from his sweetheart back home. Um, he hasn't gotten one for a while. Yeah, I mean, apparently, like, all the guys in this show are, it's okay if they have all of these extramarital affairs, but everyone expects their wives to be super faithful. I don't know if Cowboy fucks. I think he's waiting. A guy uh, with that mustache? <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. He's a real trailblazer, too. About 20 years too early for a mustache like that. Listen. It's almost like the show was filmed in the 70s. You had to take what you can get. Yeah, like an actor that doesn't want to shave. I, I will say, it's later established that his name is John. Did they really have to like put a character named John with a mustache and a hat in the same show as Ugly John? I mean, luckily, our favorite character. Luckily, Ugly John is not in the same episode as this John, so maybe there was some sort of quota, mm. <laughs> or some sort of limit. It must be a union thing. Uh, Trapper is trying to go on a joyride in Henry's Jeep, and... You know, he's just trying to get his fuck on. <laughs> just do apparently, it in your tent, man. Apparently he's been at surgery for three whole days. Surely a couple episodes happened in the middle there. All the episodes where... You... <laughs> it, it's like how you can tell when people are like, Oh, in this scene you can tell Bob Hoskins was really drunk. <laughs> I want to see the scenes where you can tell that, oh, this is during the three-day period where Trapper John was in and out of surgery. You can tell he's really sleep-deprived. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, you can tell uh, Zach went 35 hours of sleep uh, without sleep uh, last week. Not that that happened or anything. How can you tell? <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, Hawkeye is trying to convince Henry to send Cowboy home because he keeps, like, getting injured on purpose, basically. Which, which, by the way, the whole Trapper John trying to fuck in the Jeep thing ends because one, Frank cock blocks him, mm -hmm. and then Henry cock blocks him. Because Henry's got, like, a stick up its ass this whole episode for some reason, and it's kind of like... It... You know that one drill tweet about the racism dial? Henry is just turning up the... He's turning the dial back and forth between permissive and serious. Yeah. And so in this episode, he's uh, too serious and then decides not to give Cowboy his, like, uh, his ticket home, essentially, mm -hmm. by saying, like, ah, it's just a couple bullets in the shoulder. He, he rubs some dirt in it, kid. So yeah, uh, Hawkeye takes him golfing to try and soften him up, and that backfires... Which, by the way, Hojon is their caddy. Yeah. Three episodes after we have the episode about, um, you know, it feeling a little weird that they just have, like, a Korean servant with them. Mm -hmm. Hojon's just their caddy. He gets no lines. And he's just there doing odd jobs. Both this and the next episode. Wasn't he in the next episode? Uh, I don't know if he was in the next episode. I know what is in the next episode. And let me tell you, this show does not stop being weird about yeah. asian people at least yet yep we'll get to it i don't think it stops being weird about asian people so cool <laughs> uh but also one of the golf holes the flag is a bra so that's 
you know. Uh, so yeah, they take they take Henry out to do some golfing to to apparently calm his nerves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agent Forty Seven is loose on the camp at this point because uh, Henry gets shot at while he's trying to just line up his shot for something. He goes hide in, and hides in the bushes while Hawkeye does his little quips at him like that matters right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hawkeye didn't like notice that Henry almost got shot and is acting like nothing's wrong. Um, and then it just skips to later that night where Henry's just... I guess having a glass of warm milk because he's five <laughs> or 50 <laughs> um, and goes to bed. And then suddenly a Jeep crashes through the captain's quarters. An unmanned ghost Jeep, to be clear. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, just uh, tape the tape, the pedal down, jump out. Uh, and uh, after that, this is the second time the, uh, the officer quarters has been trashed by the way yeah and it's and only it's there's gonna be another time this episode <laughs> um so yeah he starts doing henry starts doing this like trauma induced word salad bit that goes on for like most of the episode yeah, was, and it gets old little, really quickly it gets old really quickly and but but also, like, things keep happening to him. Like, he sits down to take a shit on the toilet, and then it explodes. It's like your first time through a Hitman level, where you just want to, like, see all of the little set pieces first, and then maybe you'll reload and choose the one that you actually want to finish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess this is just kind of how most of the rest of the episode goes. Uh, Everybody is now, like, terrified to be around Henry. Radar's sending in forms via a fishing line. Uh, there's another mail call. Cowboy doesn't get a letter. He suspects maybe maybe his girl back home. She's not being faithful. This is how I feel when I don't get enough likes on Twitter. Hey, by the way, I wonder who's making all these attempts on uh, Henry's life. Do you think it's maybe the character that's never shown up before and who the episode is named after? Well, I don't think it's the Jewish guy. <laughs> uh, speaking of, we do get a little bit more of the Jewish guy. Uh, because... Okay, so between last week and this week, I found a website um, called, and let me get the wording right, the Slashy Mash Quotes Archive. And good ha- mouthfeel, Slashy Mash Quotes. Slashy mouth- Mash Quotes is a good mouthfeel, would be a good Twitter uh, to just like tweet all these out in a bot. Someone really needs to get on that. I, if no one does that, I will do that. Um... The banner at the top of this website that, to be clear, has not been updated since 2007, at least, uh, says, as U.S. butch guys say at the front, slashy mash quotes archive. I don't really know how the, the quote makes much sense. But I'm really glad it was, I really thought maybe it'd just, it would just be us. You're just, like, giggling at me because you just ate some of the spaghetti I have left on the desk. (laughs) No, I'm enjoying you talking about the Slashing Mash Quotes archive. Don't expose my spaghetti pilfering. (laughs) Anyway, you just had a face like you got away with something. I'm enjoying... (laughs) 
I'm enjoying my boyfriend talking about the show on the podcast where we talk about the show. You're enjoying something else, too. I hope. Anyway, I'm really glad that it wasn't just us noticing not just, you know, obviously there's some homoerotic subtext in some innuendo lines in the show. But we were like, no. The way Alan Alda is saying some of these lines. The man is bisexual, at least. Most certainly. So I'm really glad it's not just us. I feel like this happens a lot where... um, you know, if you're gay, you read into things. It, it, exactly. If it, like it's it's easy to to see that reading. Uh, I've been playing a JRPG where I was like, oh, a lot of the cast are girls. The protagonist is a girl. Some of this stuff could be read as like you know, girls love romance. But I'm probably reading too much into it. And as soon as I had that thought, I got to a point where uh, one of them talks about how they could get married, and I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> all right. This this will be all I post about for the next week. Pretty much. Um, but anyway, I feel like it shouldn't just be, uh, let's see, are there credits? It can't just be this website making these judgment calls. I want to ask you, how gay are these lines? Are these, are these lines from a gay character, or are these quips? Are we measuring this on a scale of like 1 to 7, like the Kinsey scale, or what? <laughs> uh, any, anyway, here's our first. Serious, Doc. What do you think of my legs? Well, I'm a fanny man myself. Now, the way Hawkeye frames his response... These are lines on the website. The way Hawkeye frames his response is plausibly heterosexual. So I'm going to say this one's, like, a little gay. Uh, And our second from this episode. It's a letter for the cowboy. If you were any taller, I'd kiss you on the lips. Yeah, no, that one's gay as hell. It's especially because um, I don't know what Hawkeye's type is, but I'm surprised that maybe Radar would fall under that. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he kind of fits. You know, he's attracted to a more he's very outgoing, very uh, cavalier, very jokey. I think a more nebbishy type, but one who's still willing to go along with his schemes. I can see it. You don't think Hawkeye's the type to just, like, only really open up to someone who is essentially a clone of himself, like Trapper John? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about it earlier. We definitely think Hawkeye is a power bottom. And Trapper is definitely the top. I mean, I think that's the real problem. I can't imagine Radar topping anyone. Although, he, he is very able to... Uh, predict what people need and want so you know maybe that just means he knows like 20 seconds before someone's gonna finish i mean that's convenient isn't it convenient i guess is one word for it is there anything let let so yeah so we have like the greatest cowboy is apparently the greatest infiltrator of all time Mm mm-hmm uh, basically, but, but Hawkeye, the worst assassin of all time. Yeah, Hawkeye and Trap uh, are like, okay, Henry, you should just lie low. Let's get you out to Seoul so you're off the base. Uh, and then Cowboy comes in like, oh, you're going to take a car? No, that'll take forever. I can fly you there. Easy, yeah. no sweat. Come in my fancy new whirly gig. Look at this thing. It's the 50s. You ain't never seen one of these before in your life. 
God. Not like how I drive them with one hand because I got shot in the other one not two days ago. You know, he's, he's got legs if he needs them. Do you know how to drive a helicopter? Good lord, no. I know that you don't drive it. I know yeah, I was that you about pilot to say. <laughs> That's all you can tell that I don't. Uh, so yeah, Cowboy basically takes Henry hostage under false pretenses, and he's threatening to, like, throw him out to his death. Which would get him sent home, I'll give him that much. Yeah, that's the thing, like, I don't really... <laughs> I don't know what Cowboy's, um... Endgame is? He'll throw Henry out, and then... I guess he'll need to have his own sitcom plot to get Frank to sign his papers home. Frank will be like, well, you did murder a superior officer, but also you did give me this fancy office. Uh, anyway, what actually happens is the letter from his sweetheart finally gets there. Uh, Hawkeye and Trap just are in, like... Just in time, the one single faithful spouse is revealed on this show. <gasps> It's this. Honestly, I do really like this, like, triple fake out where they open up the letter. They're, like, on the radio to talk to him, try and talk him down. It starts, Dear John, and they're like, Oh, fuck me. Uh, and then he's like, Oh, shit, it's for the Australian. <laughs> no, you, you know what a Dear John letter is. Wait. A Dear John letter, it's a fairly old timey phrase. It means, like, a breakup letter. Oh. So the joke here is they see it starts with Dear John, and they're like, well, we're already fucked. He's going to be pissed off. But then he's like, yeah, yeah, my name's John. Honestly, I that joke completely went over my... Also, why did you put on an Australian <laughs> accent? I'm getting my Johns mixed up. No, you're mixing them up. This is Handsome John. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, a, it's like a triple fake out. It's a Dear John letter, but his name is John. And then the girlfriend talks about how she's been so tempted but then she gets to like but i've stayed faithful for you and he's like oh okay great this i won't lady, murder these this, i won't murder this man this lady was an expert poster <laughs> really led us on perfectly uh for some reason hawkeye and trapper use the phrase we're not jiving you which just seems insane for them That's, to say you know old timey I guess. You know, it's like a Dear John letter. <laughs> you got me there. Uh, uh, anyway, wouldn't, they... wouldn't Cowboy have been really embarrassed if he threw Henry out of the helicopter and then find out that his wife isn't cheating on him? Luckily, Cowboy is the kind of person that once he hears that his wife isn't cheating on him, uh, his problems clown explodes. <laughs> And he decides he won't be a murderer today. Uh, yeah, so the episode maybe, wraps maybe up. In, oh. Maybe in two more seasons. He won't be here in two more seasons. Uh, the episode wraps up, and Henry gives Cowboy a month off for combat fatigue, allegedly. I think maybe Henry should be the one taking a month off for combat fatigue. Uh, and I then... think just send the man home. Yeah, probably that too, but damn, if he ain't a good pilot. Or just like, no, that's not even Henry's, like, justification. His justification is like, well, we're all miserable here, so why should I tell this guy he gets to go home? What, are, what about, what about me? <laughs> uh, 
Well, what about Henry is they give him a martini and then the martini explodes. And <laughs> it's very funny watching this man some, be traumatized again. Some Merry Melodies bullshit all up in this episode where things explode and then leave people's faces covered in like soot, dut, sir, soot and dirt. <laughs> dut and sir? <laughs> it's late, man. It's not even ten. You know. Been pulling three days of surgery. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what Henry's so beat up about, because he gets two episodes in a row, which no one else has gotten so far. Uh, so season one, episode eight, Henry, please come episode home. Episode nine. Episode nine, I wrote episode eight twice. In this episode, Henry gets stepped on. Mm-hmm. Radar forgets how to be cool. Uh, and someone in the 4077th can play the bugle. Who do you think it is? I think it's Klinger. I can see that. Uh, oh, hey, all- Oliver is still here, somehow. Yeah, so we really, like, complete the forgotten character triumvirate this episode <laughs> with the appearance of Oliver alongside Ugly John and Ho John. Um... Yeah, I wrote this down as the all-stars of also-rans. So, did you know the first webcomic I ever read was a sprite comic called Forgotten Mario Characters? And it was just a bunch of, like, Mario enemies that someone gave names. Mm -hmm. Just, like, having their own little adventures in the sprite comic. That's sweet. Yeah, but, but also, I feel like Hojon, Oliver, and Ugly John... Have the exact same vibe. Someone, some intrepid middle schooler needs to make a sprite comic with those three in it. It'd kill. Yeah, they can pull the sprites from the MASH SNES game. There are at least five frames of the show with those three characters in them. And no more. (laughs) It's like, where's Waldo in some of these crowd shots? Uh, so we open on an extended surgery scene where Hawkeye dabs his sweat in, like, the gayest way imaginable. On Father Mulcahy's sash? Yeah, just rubs his forehead all over that man. I mean, I do love being heretical. That is a very gay behavior. This is true. So, yeah, that's another point for Hawkeye is by. Uh, Frank throws another bitch fit, because that's his character. Only because Hawkeye threw a bitch fit at him for being bad at surgery. Something which I keep wanting to see proven somehow. Well, here's the thing. Henry says he's good at surgery, so like... Henry just seems like he's conflict-averse and just wants to tell Hawkeye and Frank to shut up. I can't really blame him for that. Yeah, this is... I mean... You were telling me you were surprised by how much I hate Frank... I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to also hate Frank. He just doesn't... Like, not only is he the kind of character that you're supposed to hate as an audience, like, he, he is just, like, selfish and and shallow and, you know, all of these obviously negative traits. But also, he just doesn't do much for the show. Yeah. The relationships he has with the other characters are not compelling at all. Either, like, they're very one-dimensional. Either Margaret is the one that always agrees with him because they're fucking, or everyone else always disagrees with him because he's like... A, a piss baby. Exactly. 
And just, like, knowing that most, like, two-thirds of this show is Frankless, just, you know, grass is greener on the other side. I can't wait until Frank's gone from the show. I can see that. So the premise of this episode is basically the 4077 is deemed the best MASH unit in Korea. Uh, Henry gets an award, which, you know, he dedicates Didn't realize to everybody. realize it was a contest. Yeah. But, you know, this everybody here is a great doctor. So apparently, um, and then Henry is reassigned to like a central hospital in Tokyo, I guess. Yeah. Like, so first he's like awarded some medal, mm-hmm. uh, and it's clear no one in the camp actually respects him because no one's paying attention to his like obviously unplanned speech. He makes this very awkward joke about how Radar O'Reilly is really in command. He just uses me as a front and like laughs a little too long. And And the general, no one else laughs. The general presenting at the award is just like staring at him, kind of like annoyed. Uh, Listen, we've all had a boss like that. Yeah, that doesn't actually do any of the work. And whenever they actually like joke about not doing much of the work, everyone's like. Yeah, it's not funny, though. Uh, So, because Henry is reassigned, Frank, as next in command, takes over. And, uh, I don't know army protocol. Wouldn't you assign a different lieutenant colonel instead of just being like... Well, I guess the next guy's in charge. Yeah, we don't need him to do surgery, right? Henry does surgery. No, Henry does diagnostics. He was... He says his specialty is diagnostics, but he's, like, in the surgery room, like... Yeah, you know what, I guess that's... Cutting right. people up and whatever. Uh, but first we have the scene where uh, Henry is sent is put on the jeep to be sent away. Um, and it's just this really, like, genuinely awkward scene where, like, <laughs> Hawkeye and Trap just, like, don't know how to say goodbye to someone, and it's just like, okay... I can't tell if this show is aware that these are just, like, two emotionally closed-off men, and they're, like, making a joke about it, or if this scene is just not landing with me. Here, have a bra. As a going-away present. One, that's weird. And... I don't know, they just, like, can't do small talk. Hawkeye can't, like, a shark swimming. Hawkeye can't do two seconds without a joke. Uh, let's see... So yeah, life under Frank in in the the camp immediately goes full uh, military. Yeah, like boot camp. Yeah. Uh, there's bugles at five a.m. He's being a hard ass to radar. Honestly, this did lead to the best joke of the episode, which is uh, radar tries to predict what forms uh, Frank wants. Frank's like, "You can't predict me like Colonel Blake," and then when he says what he wants, radar already has that lined up as his second guess. It's almost like the whole job is kind of perfunctory and it's only the secretary's job to keep everything in place. Yeah, it really makes you think. Uh, but the real problem is he has MPs in to inspect the swamp and he has them take the still away. Apparently when you just need some, like, Gotham goons, you just paint MP on someone's hat and then they can stand around looking threatening and do nothing else. Um, and also... Do you think there is an actual, like, rule being broken with their gin still? 
I got no fucking idea. Yeah, maybe maybe he's interpreting something. Would he's, you, he's one of these activist officers. Would you have some of the, the swamps, Jin? Yeah, I like Jin, all right. And, you know, if, if I'm stuck in uh, a medical camp in the middle of the Korean War, I'm not going to stay sober, tell you that much. They haven't invented good marijuana yet, so it's kind of <laughs> Jin or nothing. Oh, it'd be really funny to see some, some absolute dirt weed <laughs> on M.A.S.H., and to and to have them do the whole like psychedelic rainbow hallucination thing, <laughs> and then they zoom into what they're smoking, and it just looks like someone's pubes. It's like fifty percent seeds. <laughs> anyway, so like, so now the episode is trying to be how do we get Henry back? Mm-hmm. And kind of conscripted into the scheme are Oliver and Ugly John, at least in the planning stages. Uh, all of Ugly John's plans involve anesthesia, because he's the anesthesiologist. And so, like, here's the thing with Oliver, right? There's no wonder, like, the whole excuse with the reason why he left the show was like, oh, maybe we didn't, like, know how to focus on his character. They didn't give him a character, He's very much just, like, he gets, there. He gets fourth dibs on jokes in every scene he is in. And by the time the joke stick gets passed to him, there's nothing left. And, like, to be honest, he's not, like, a particularly compelling, like, character or actor, honestly. But, like, I don't know. They really just don't even try. Yeah. He's not the only, like, neglected character like this. Like, you know, we've been talking about Ho-John and Ugly John. Ho- too, you know, too Ugly many John. Johns. Ugly John got. Trapper John? Yeah. Well, he's just Trap. Uh, Ugly John got, like, a joke, and Ho-John got an episode kind of involving him. Oliver's got nothing, man. It's just awkward whenever the three of them show up. I guess just because I know they're not in the rest of the show. Hey, who's this other guy who shows up during the planning scene who we've is, never seen before? There is a guy that just is, like, perfectly center shot, just kind of, like, looking a little threatening, just, like, in a weirdly threatening pose. Uh, and he's, like, a private that we've never seen before. Does not get name-dropped. Uh, probably another character they had some sort of plans for and then just forgot about. Uh, so the ultimate plan they come up with is, uh, we're gonna go to Tokyo, we're going to track him down, in a soap land, I guess. Which apparently Radar just gave him free weekend passes, I don't know how, he just had some spares, I guess. He, he, he does have this whole stack of, like, forms he can falsify, and he's just like, okay, where is it? Oh, it's under T for Tokyo. Um... So yeah, they, they go to Tokyo, they ambush Henry in a soap land. Uh, he's getting a foot massage, but not that kind. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's getting the kind of massage where he gets stepped on by a lady. This uh, whole, this entire, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hospitality suite that they get put in, that I guess is maybe just some, like, you know, army-recommended hospitality place. Just weird vibes man did you do you remember the song they were singing uh yes if i knew you were coming i'd have baked a cake they're like singing this nursery rhyme shit and henry's super into it because he's five 
Well, no, in the 50s, songs like that were very popular, I think. Well, Hawkeye and Trap are looking at each other the whole time during that scene. Like, can you, are you hearing this shit? Well, like, Henry's, like, super jazzed about it. And it's, like, kind of a, like, it's it's a funny character moment, but it's just, like, such psychotic behavior that it's not funny to me. Yeah. Uh, this I, is the scene I was talking about that's weird about Asians, because, like... Man. I... I don't know a good way to describe these women other than, like, vague geisha archetype. It, well, that's what I'm saying about this whole, like, this this whole setting. Because, like, not only is... This show is starting to trend into, like, homogenous Asians. And also, like, kind of painting these places as, like, backwater wastelands Mm -hmm. with like actually if you you know look up a picture of seoul from the 50s or tokyo from the 50s and you'll see like a bustling city and not like a bunch of pagodas and deserts and a bus (laughs) um and you know Every place you go in has a diegetic gong sound in the background, mm-hmm. and also when you leave. So yeah, and I I don't think that's something the show is going to get better at. Uh, so yeah, they their first instinct is to try to convince Henry to come back by like playing to his ego and pity, like, "Oh, this place is a mess without you." everything's fucked you're our hero man i don't blame henry for his attitude here because like if you told me i could get away from you know where they were in korea and just like get my back stepped on all day seems seems a little better uh but what does work is when they inform him that his gay lover uh, has become yeah, terribly Yeah, sorry, I, I really shouldn't have played the clip of um, Hawkeye about to kiss Radar from the last ep, because don't let Henry hear that. It does, it does come off like if the Burns-Smithers relationship were just flipped around. A little... <laughs> yeah, no, actually, yeah. I mean, neither of them are especially conniving, especially now that I feel like Radar's characterization is starting to shift. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, Henry is very concerned with, uh, oh, apparently Radar is sick back home. He's he's having symptoms. And apparently uh, Henry has been the lead diagnostician of the unit this whole time. Uh, which I'm pretty sure that just means reading a book. And the book was a lot thinner back then. Was it? Because I feel like they kind of had to weed out the shit that wasn't real syndromes. Like, okay, hysteria, that's just a woman being upset. You can strike that one from the record. Well, I'm pretty sure in the 50s, the book was split into big four big sections. And it was choleric, melancholic, and the other two. Uh, sanguine and phlegmatic. Uh, you forgot the fifth one, which is faggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they do manage to get him to come back to camp to like see what's wrong with radar who's obviously faking uh he gets in this whole who gives up the gig super quickly and i what happened to the radar from three episodes ago that was just like along with the schemes playing characters when needed 
Well, the thing is that Radar is kind of like a robot, and that when he sees a way to be helpful, his programming kicks in, and he just drops everything else. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. Um, it's it's just like it's just weird. He just like springs to action the moment a phone call needs to be placed. He, he forgets what he's doing uh, and just gets up and does it, and then you know his cover's blown. Henry's like, "What's going on here?" And then they explain the scheme to him. And he's like, well, yeah, Frank is being a little bitch and tried to pull rank on me even though I outrank him. So, yeah, I'll come back. But I guess he's he's basically like, while I'm here, I guess I'll be back. Since you tried so hard. I'm ready to focus on another character for a while. S- slim pickings, I know. But I still, I have not come out of these two episodes thinking Henry is any more of compelling of a character. Yeah, so here's something that... I briefly asked you earlier, and then we decided to save it for the show. How the fuck did this get renewed for a second season? Because, like, it's not the worst show I've ever seen, but it's not nearly as compelling as some of the later stuff. It it really did seem like this show was going to get canceled in the first season. Like, apparently, the ratings were, like, subpar. It was getting beat out by some other stuff that... um, you know, maybe shouldn't have been in the same ballpark as, like, one of the primetime NBC shows. I still don't know what network it was. CBS, ABC, one of them. Um, so, in the second season, they decided to move it to a different time slot. Uh, and I don't know if that's what made the difference, or if the general quality of the episodes went up. Uh, but that's when kind of the ratings for the show exploded, and it kind of stayed at a high point and, and rising from there for the rest of the run. So I'm really just hoping that, like, you know, first season first season was a little rough. Maybe they wrote all of these episodes and then started shooting them, you know what I mean? So maybe yeah, you know, they couldn't adapt to... I mean, it's clear that they did that because they... Or they didn't do that because they dropped some characters midway through. But also maybe it wasn't hard to drop those characters because they probably had two lines each anyway. Um, so yeah, this this whole first season seems just kind of like a little poorly thought out. And I'm still kind of looking forward to to when they have kind of a better grasp on what they actually, like what stories they actually want to tell. The post-Frank era. Not even that. Just like get me out of season one. I feel like it's still like leaning on the movie too much maybe could be but yeah um you got anything else to say uh no that's about it uh we're not actually done yet oh is that so yeah so this is actually like a week later (laughs) full disclosure um but i was listening back to the app to make sure it's good to post and we completely forgot to go over the gay hawkeye lines in the second episode very essential that we do not miss any slashy mash quotes exactly so this is from the second episode we watched where they gotta like save henry it's in the you know you know anyway lightning round is this gay or not hey what am i gonna do for massages around here oh i'll be glad to walk all over you I'm sure you will. <laughs> I don't think that's gay. I th- Hawkeye has two modes. His RPG skills are flirt and quip. Mm-hmm. That one was quip. Exactly. I- I'm with you. That that one, he's just com- uh, complaining to his boss. Mm-hmm. But what is it, man? Speak up. Can I buy you a drink, big boy son? 
Now that, that one's gayer. That one's very gay, I think. No other reason you would buy your boss a drink. Certainly no reason you would call your boss Big Boy Son. <laughs> Alright, like I said, one of these days we'll take questions for this show or something like that. No, like, the next like the first season of a, a long-running sitcom. First few apps may not, you know, be, may, may be a little weird. We still haven't figured out a sign-off. Yeah, it's true. I just gotta, like, hit the button. Probably gonna get dinged for this one someday, too.